welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey, welcome guys, gals, nine binary pals to your favorite podcast where a couple break down horror movies thematically by month and one of them dies a little each time. My name is Cindy. I'm Josh. He's the one who's trying to slowly kill me. These Halloween movies may do it. I do not like a jump scare, and um, that is all that these movies are. Yes, yeah, so for the <laughs> at-home audience, we are doing the Halloween movies, and we are watching them, obviously, one, two, four, five, but... I love how you say, ob- obviously, obviously, one, two, four. Obviously, we're watching them in order. One, two, but four, five. we are releasing them okay. backwards as kind of like a countdown, um, because I could not stand the idea of Halloween 5 being our Halloween episode this year. So here we are. This is technically week two for you, week three for us. It truly doesn't matter, but okay. The return of Michael Myers. All right. So if you want to hear our thoughts and takes on Halloween 3 season of The Witch, please uh, go ahead and download the Halloween episode from season four, which is when we did that episode. Uh, Well, we did that movie, I mean, and it was very good. Uh, Okay. It's it, this movie came out in. This is the first Halloween movie we've covered this month that came out in a year we were both alive. In. Right. What year did this movie? Eighty eight. Yep. Sounds so good. We go from seventy eight for Halloween to eighty one for Halloween two, eighty two for Halloween three, and then it sets dormant till eighty eight. Eighty eight. When they finally are like, "Here's another Halloween." Um, okay. And then they were like. For sure, this one's got Michael in it. I'm like, Halloween 3. Hence the subtitle. It's Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Ah, okay. Uh, That was my question. Yeah, do you remember anything about... um, Do you remember anything about 1988? Uh, 1988 uh, was the George Bush year. The first George Bush was elected. And that's about all I got. Yeah, he was elected. He took office in 89. Right. So, um, the first internet worm... Was that year? The first time someone was like, what if we weaponize the internet to fuck people over? It hasn't stopped yet. Hello, 1988. No, now we just do it to each other. On oh, purpose. got it. Got like, it. this was like some guy being like, I'm going to fuck up good natured people trying to use the internet. Um, <laughs> I did not know the internet even existed. This was this time. the first permanent internet link between the United States and Europe was okay. established in 88. Mm hmm. The Soviet Union began its massive restructuring and, and demobilization efforts, perestroika, okay. if you will, um, for the at-home audience who's really into Soviet history. Uh, and Soviet troops began to pull out of Afghanistan. And you know what? We learned a lesson from that, um, and we never fucked with Afghanistan again. No one did. Mm, yeah, no. We just Definitely left them alone. didn't spend like 15 years there. Yeah, for no uh, <laughs> discernible reason. The people that we gained that year, were plus ones, were... Ana de Armas, who you love mm-hmm. from Knives Out. Yes. And I love from Blade Runner 2049. Aquafina and Jesse Plemons. Uh, but we lost Andy Gibb, mm. Pistol Pete Maravich. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was a basketball player from West Virginia. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> I, watched, I had to watch a documentary on him in basketball camp <laughs> when I was a kid. I went to a basketball camp. That's adorable. Several years when I was a child. Adorable. Uh, there was a year that we lost Heather O'Rourke. Um, the heart and soul of those Poltergeist movies. Mm. We love you, Heather, and we love Poltergeist. Yeah. And Hal Ashby. Sick little life she had. And Hal Ashby, my favorite director. Also cancer. Yes. So, Big old smoker. Um, so 
88. 88. Uh, I, I broke the movies down that came out in 88 into two categories. The first one are, here's just some, like, touchstone movies from 88. Okay. Um, this is the year of Heathers, Akira, Willow, Beetlejuice. I love Willow. My Neighbor Totoro, mm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The I didn't Land, realize Totoro was so old. Yeah, right. The Land Before Time, Bloodsport, <laughs> and The Reason That the Soviets Had to Leave Afghanistan. Bloodsport? Three. Oh. <laughs> Rambo, Rambo taught them how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just so you're aware of where horror as a genre is, the year that The Return of Michael Myers comes out, it's up against Child's Play. Ooh, classic. The Lady in White. That we did. I love that movie Second so season, I think. That's an old one for us. <laughs> love that movie so much. Uh, Pumpkinhead. Another one we did first season. Poltergeist 3. Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Ooh. Okay, just quickly before we move on to other horror movies, I just want to point out, first Halloween, 78. First Nightmare on Elm Street, 84. It is now 88. We are tied at four Halloweens. Yeah, we talked about that, or I guess we will talk about that in our Halloween 2 episode, about how people jumped on this bandwagon and rode it while the uh, pilot, as you would say, jumped off a while ago. Like, Halloween's kind of... started and stopped and, and sputtered along like in the 80s there was a new nightmare and a new elm uh, almost a, every a new year it movie seems. and a new friday movie mm-hmm. every goddamn year especially friday 13th there's like 80 81 82 80, like there's a new friday like there's a new jason movie every yeah. fucking year and then there's just like five years go by and they're like here's michael so it's this you kind of forget thing yeah uh, also, the year of um, Hellraiser 2, Night okay. of the Demons, Reset. Waxwork, Phantasm 2, The Blob Remake, Ghoulies 2, fuck yeah, Ghoulies 2, Edge of the Axe, The Howling 4, Critters 2, Maniac Cop, Black Roses, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. One of Holy your favorites. Holy shit. What a great year for horror. Oh, Specifically Josh Horror. <laughs> That is, is like, right up your alley. 88 is like jam-packed full of things that I, I was quintessential to my childhood, apparently. Um, so, yes, this movie starts the trend of, well, no, I guess it was Halloween 3 was Season of the Witch. But this is the movie that's like, so fun fact for you, because this is a thing you're going to enjoy knowing. I okay. Think. So the, the Thorn Trilogy... Which is what we're starting, Halloween 4, 5, and 6. Okay, the Thorn Trilogy. Which it's, that's what people have called it after the fact, and we'll talk about it at some point if we ever do 6. Okay. Um, all of the subtitle uh, titles for these movies are the same as the Pink Panther films. Is it done right? that way there's on purpose? There's the Return of the Pink Panther, there's Revenge of the Pink Panther, and there's the Currents of the Pink Panther, and then there's... That's- Weird. It's a weird choice for a horror There's movie. There's Return of Michael Myers, The Revenge of Michael Myers, and The Curse of Michael Myers. That's four, five, and six. That's weird. Just a weird, like, that's a thing. Um, that has nothing to do with the genre or the movie. It's just, they it just, just chose it, to do that. It's a weird, like, hmm. oh, I, I guess they just, they are Pink Panther fans because the movies are older. Or it's just a weird, like, coincidence. Well, it worked for them. Might, might as well work for us. Yes. So this movie, this movie is rated R. It is, 
a incredibly lengthy one hour and 28 minutes long. Fabulous. <laughs> Very short. I love those things. Uh, it was released October 21st of 1988, the week okay. before Halloween. Sounds good. So, it had a good yeah. opening. It was um, set up to have a good opening, I guess I should say. Yes. Sounds and, like And it. this is going to be the first Halloween project we're going to be talking about, period, that's totally divorced from Carpenter and Hill. He has no, he didn't write it, they, direct it, was he even listed as a they producer? They came up with an idea for Halloween 4, which we'll talk about when we come back from watching Halloween 4. Okay. Um, and then essentially, um, Mustafa Cobb was like, pass. Um, oh. Because they were, they were like, we just want to do something not crazy. So we ended up getting Halloween 4. Which is crazy. I love Halloween 4. Um, it's not the best sequel. I have a really weird affection for this movie. I think it has some of the best opening credits of any of the franchise. All right. I enjoy it. Um, but. So it's just, it's interesting. I'm waiting to hear the but, No, no, no but okay. It's just interesting. Like, we'll talk about what might have been in place of this. But, All right. Uh, they brought in Dwight Little okay. uh, to direct this movie. He had done, or would go on to do, Marked for Death, the Steven Seagal movie. Uh, Free Willy 2, okay. Adventure Home. Um, a lot of sequels. Murder at 1600. Remember that movie with Wesley Snipes? Or oh, got yes. Murdered in the White, in the House. White House. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he did. He's done like shitloads of television, right? Um, and then we've got the, the actual story credit goes to, there's like four people that were credited for stories. So, you know, this was like Oof. crazy. So yeah. there's, uh, there's Dahani. Lipsis, Larry Ratner, Benjamin Ruffner, and then Alan B. McElroy gets not only a story but a screenplay credit, and he would go on to write the Spawn movie and the HBO series. One of those is really good. Not. And that's okay. the HBO series. Oh, is it really? Yeah, okay. It's, it's actually awesome. Uh, it's very, uh, follows the comic book. And that's what people like. Spawn was like the most 90s thing ever. Yes. Um, he did I the, know about Spawn. He, he wrote the Left Behind movie. <sighs> Kurt Cameron. Oh, I know those. I went to a a Methodist college in the 90s. Of course, I know about that. He wrote The Marine, the John Cena action film that was like John, I think John Cena's first movie. Mm -hmm. Um, He wrote Wrong Turn, and he's currently a writer-producer of Star Trek Discovery. Oh, cool. Also, mixed feelings on Wrong Turn. Uh, I I think the first movie's good. I think there's a couple, there's a sequel, Wrong Turn 2, that's good. The remake's good. But man, it it gets tiring watching West Virginians just be monster people. Mm-hmm. That's exhausting. it's hard living here like that too. Yeah. You know? um, so there you go. Uh, I want to point out that the cinematography for this movie was done by Peter Lyon uh, Collister, who did shot Can't Buy Me Love, Problem Child, mm-hmm. Poetic Justice, The Replacement Killers, Okay, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. <laughs> Never seen that movie. And Bad Boys. Okay. So I've seen a handful of those movies. I yep. Okay. Uh, Alan Howarth comes back to do, like, score. Remember, he did the Halloween 2 score with Carpenter. He's done a lot of Carpenter-adjacent scores. He worked with Carpenter a lot. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So they're basically like, Carpenter's not coming back. Let's get him to do a Halloween score. Because he sounds like score. him. Yeah. He knows so, what it would have sounded like. Yes. Um, the returning cast. Returning cast. Who have we got? Donald Pleasance as Dr. As Dr. Loomis. Loomis. I, I remember... Remember he got exploded. I, well, I yes, but I also remember you saying that he's in every... Uh, he's the only one that's in all the movies. And so at the end of two, spoiler alert, I didn't understand how that would ha- happen. So I guess I'm going to have to find out um, how this happens. Can I, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. You're not. 
I'm not going to find it. He they're just, just gonna, is. They're just going to be like, he's got a burn scar on his face. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> it just is. They're like, well, he survived. Yeah. Like, okay. just accept it. Yeah. Don't don't think about it too much. I don't think they, I think they th- do a throwaway line in this movie of like, he damn near killed himself in that explosion. <laughs> he will. Yeah, he he did die in that explosion. Like, no one survived that explosion. Yeah, that was insane. Um, but, okay. But, hey, fuck, it's Dr. Loomis. I'll take Dr. He, Loomis in literally any movie ever if I can. <laughs> Dr. Loomis, as well as Michael Myers, both have invincible powers. They're both invincible. He, this is what I call the Loomis slide. Like it gets worse and so worse. So in the first Halloween, he's got like some like meaty, ridiculous lines. And then it's even like more bonkers in Halloween right. 2. Four to five to six is just like Off a the descent rails. into Dr. Nice. Loomis being a fucking out right of his mind like well-meaning uh, lunatic okay and i am here for it ready for that okay uh, we've got ellie cornell as rachel now i'm thinking about what this um, movie is going to be about yeah. more deeply okay sorry go ahead ellie cornell was in uh halloween five so she comes back for the sequel to this and she's also in the movie married to the mob i loved that movie growing up yeah that movie's fun it was a lifetime uh, regular you know yep and then we've got danielle harris who plays Jamie Lloyd. Okay. She would be in Halloween 5. She was also in Marked for Death. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Love that movie. The Last Boy Scout. Free Willy. <laughs> There's um, odd Free Willy like connections yeah. to this movie. Yeah, right? She was okay. in Hatchet 2, 3, and 4. She's Annie Brackett in the Halloween 1 and 2 remake that Rob Zombie did. Okay. Um, and she's Debbie Thornberry on The Wild Thornberries. That voice. That voice. Yeah. Okay. And I always joke that, like, she's the smallest human being. Really? When you meet her at a convention, and she has the largest goddamn signature. I call her signature, like, it's like, oh, it's look, Napoleon. you got the plate of spaghetti. Because her fucking signature looks like a plate of spaghetti. Oh, cool. Uh, it's wild. So, yeah, she's, she's mm. going to be big time in Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. She's very muy importante. Okay. Uh, and then we've got George P. Wilbur playing Michael Myers. He did stunts on Planet of the Apes, Escape from New York, Poltergeist, uh, Beastmaster, Reanimator, Poltergeist 2, Monster Squad, Die Hard, The Quite Burbs. Quite a few movies from our Sons of the Lambs, past. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's your Michael in this because we never have a consistent Michael, at least not until 2018. Um, actually, no. The Rob Zombie remakes had the same guy for both of them, but... Uh, we've got Ben Starr, or sorry, Bo Starr as Bo Sheriff Star. Ben Meeker. Okay. Uh, he will come back for Halloween 5. He was in Fletch. Um, Fletch. He's, okay, deep cut. Okay. Most of the people in this podcast that listen to it, bless you for listening, probably aren't going to get this reference, but I'm counting on you to get it. Me? Bo Starr, okay. who plays the sheriff in this movie, is the American cop slash partner in that show due south about the mountie that came down to track that guy <laughs> i remember that very little i remember the i think i remember the credits more than anything it had a really fun opening okay <laughs> just like that's i was like i'm glad shit. you told me now because it would be going through my brain and be like where do i know this guy i forgot about where do south. i know this guy i forgot that was a thing yeah okay so there you go uh, then his daughter in this movie, uh, Kelly Meeker, is Kathleen Kinmont in the most iconic T-shirt in in uh, Halloween franchise history. Okay, I'll so, have to take a look at that. She's also the bride of Reanimator and bride of Reanimator. Okay, so 
Fuck yeah. Those things. The movie where you're like, I can't believe they're actually, a flying they're, head. They're not going to have a flying head. And they did. I believe that's season um, two for us. And then Sasha Jensen plays Brady, uh, who is in Dazed and Confused, and the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Okay. Interesting. We'll so, take a look at that face. Wowzers, wowzers, wowzers. Uh, welcome to Halloween 4. You want to pull that poster? I was going to say, this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster in the movie, and I try to tell you what the plot will be about. I've been pretty right on the nose so far. Well, it's hard to not get them right. <laughs> so uh, th- this is a very, uh, this is a very, when I think of Halloween, I think this is probably the poster I think of, where it's just like such a close-up of the of the mask. Um, this is not the same mask as the other one, is it? The lips are way too pronounced. So is it the mask on the poster mm-hmm. is not the mask in the movie. Okay. Okay. They actually got the mask on the poster way closer to the original mask than what you're actually going to see. Okay. Like, so this, it's just, it's, you know, three quarters of his face and then in the foreground is, you know, the, the house. So it just says, you know, 10 years ago, he changed the face of Halloween tonight. He's back. I think someone's going to have moved into the old Michael Myers house or they tore it down and built something on top of it. It's, he's going to come back to his hometown and wreak havoc on someone who's babysitting just like Lori did. Am I right? Not quite. Oh, okay. I've, I've been like between 80, 80 and 90 percent correct in the last if you just say michael myers appears in haddonville and and stabs people people. that's like 60 percent of the movie 70 percent yeah right i will never say haddonville because that is not the haddonville i grew up in it seems weird better haddonville i mean maybe i'm not here to say that but if someone said josh you have to move to a town that is a fictional and b every 10 years or so a madman appears and just murders a bunch of kids or live in new jersey i'd be like oof Give me imaginary Haddonfield, please. Roger. All right. <laughs> this movie is available on all your pay-for-play platforms. Of course, we have box set upon box set that we will be watching. Shutter. It was on Shutter. Probably for the, uh, October, I'm sure they will it's, be. I think it's Joe Bob did them like two or three years ago. And so they're probably on that. Since, okay. So. Well, join us, won't you? And mind the doors. Ten years ago, on the night of October 31st, a small Midwestern town fell victim to an escaped killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. Sixteen people in cold blood. Ever since that night, no one has forgotten his name. And Halloween has never been the same. Michael Myers has come home. He has returned for one more night of unholy terror. Michael! He's here to kill that little girl and anybody who gets in his way. Oh, God! Who's going to be next? Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Maybe nobody knows how to stop him.
All right, we watched Halloween 4, and it was something to behold. I want to hear everyone's opinions, but for now, you're going to hear ours. My first opinion is, why does the mask in the movie not not match the mask on the poster? Fair. That's a fair question. Uh, It's actually because they used the still from Halloween 2 for the mask for the poster, and then made a new mask in the mask in the movie. Cost cutting. More on that in a minute. (laughs) But fuck Halloween 4. The return of Michael Myers. Um, Okay. (laughs) Let's, uh, Lord, let's start unpacking this uh, package here um, of Halloween 4. So Um, we find out that here's the gist of the movie. Here's Cindy. Here's Cindy's gist of the movie. Um, Lori, right? That's Jamie Lee Curtis's Mm -hmm. name. Okay. Lori has had a child and off camera. Has, uh, yeah, off before the before the story begins, Lori has gotten married, had a child and died with her husband. Her daughter has been adopted by a family in Haddonfield <clears throat> and she is 10, would you seven. say? 7. She's 7 in the movie, okay. but she's played by an 11-year-old. Okay, maybe that's where I got that. So she's 7 and her adopted family uh, she's being babysat by her, uh, you know, half-sister, not half-sister, her adopted sister on Halloween. And Michael Myers is back. And he kills and kills to try and get to her. And then um, he is killed. And spoiler alert, she takes on the mantle of family kook. Which is the scene that really sets this movie apart. Because I think until then, you're just like, it's okay. And then that last scene, you're like, oh, shit. Anytime I I do a Dr. Loomis impression around the house, I always do Dr. Loomis from that scene where he's like, nah. Let's talk about Dr. Loomis for a moment, please. I'd like to talk about his Mel Brooks level of scar moving around his face. That was ridiculous. There's a lot of inconsistencies. It looked like a doorbell at one point. Can we talk about... And then it kind of just became like a little... Like a little cut with a band-aid. Like an ear, it looks like an ear on his face at one and point. That was another time, yeah. Um, I don't like any of it. But I would argue that the Loomis uh, facial scarring is less inconsistent than the Michael masks in this movie. At one point, literally, there's a full shot where Michael has like a flesh tone mask with like blonde hair. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's true. Why did that happen? Because it was like the only mask I guess they had for that shot. And they're like, well, we got to get it. No, you didn't have um, to get that. I thought I thought it was a totally different person. I thought it was an entirely different person, honestly. It's it's his brother, Tom Myers. Well, I mean, we're meeting his niece. <laughs> we, at, when when at, the whole thing is that he killed his big sister. And it's like, oh, no, there's another sister. Like, okay. Yeah. Um. So essentially, Cindy nailed it. It's so this movie yeah. is ten years after the events of the original Halloween, and Michael is back, um, and he breaks into a uh, what was it a, 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 a drugstore? Because yes. back then, back in the that time in the eighties, everything was in a drugstore in your town. Yeah, uh, before Walmart's came in and killed everything. That's true. Um, so he breaks it. He goes in, steals a mask from the drugstore, and while his niece is getting a costume that is the exact same one that he used, was wearing when he killed his big sister. You know what we call that? 
narrative convenience. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Narrative. Narrative and convenience. convenience. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, he essentially him. spends the rest of the movie, like, hunting his niece, who is seven. Um, remember when I said during Halloween 2, mm-hmm. well, for you, the audience won't have heard this because we're, we're going backwards. Oh, that's um, right. But in our Halloween 2 episode, it comes up the fact that, like, Spoiling. for better or for worse, so much of the mythology of Halloween is built in two, not in one. So when John Carpenter was like, so there's brothers and sisters, and that's why he did it, then every subsequent, like, with the exception of the 2018 timeline, is like, so uh, we got to give him, like, a family member to go after. Okay, so this is going to happen again? It's just, it's always this. Okay. Um, Like, the franchise becomes so beholden to the mythology of part two, which is mythology that is both put on a frame that can't necessarily hold it with the first film. Because the first film is just, you know. It's an original, right. Not only is it an original, but, like, it's not a movie that's built to have... Miles and miles and miles uh, of backstory like placed on it. Like every like to the point where like you get into the minutiae of these movies and they're explaining every little part of one like is Rehashed. spins off into something like they mine every frame of that first film to justify something in future films. I didn't yeah. Like, I didn't appreciate this movie. Wild. What is interesting is I think in my fear of these movies both growing up uh maybe not still but i think a lot of it in my head comes from this movie um when what year did we say i don't I forget so yeah i mean like this would kind of be when i'm paying attention to media a lot more i'm not watching mm-hmm. you know uh just nickelodeon so i think a lot of like the imagery in my nightmares comes from this movie uh like the little girl in the out in the costume <coughs> The a lot of few of the jump scares, I think what uh, the mask I think of, I think comes from this one. Just so you know, mm-hmm. that's I think this is where we're getting to. This in one, this this one got a lot more TV play. Okay, so it might be that because as well because the rights were cheaper to get. And let's be honest, like this is Carpenter shot the first film in scope, and Halloween two and Halloween three followed, so they all have that look. And then those movies, while being, you know, low budget relatively, like Halloween 3 is a little higher budget, but that scope look makes them look like bigger movies than they are. And then they abandon that for this because those lenses are not cheap. So consequently, consequently, like this is the first Halloween movie that feels cheap to me and looks kind of cheap. Like it's the first one where... um, so we're four movies in, and then the first three were all shot in California. This one is the first one that's shot in somewhere. It, they shoot it in Salt Lake City because yeah. it's cheaper to shoot there. Well, it actually looks like what I think they were going for. Like we don't. The original. This is the first Michael Myers continuity movie, not counting three, um, that we don't see the Myers house. We don't see any locations from any previous movie because we're not around any. Even like smith's grove goes by i forget they call it a different name in this movie or like loomis is working in a different place because it looks like a totally different building like this movie feels and i guess like a lot of it you could just hand wave away by saying it's 10 years later and of course like they would change the name of things because they wouldn't want people to associate with michael myers <clears throat> but 
like the first film feels like I don't know what I'm trying. The first film, like when you meet it Michael, feels fresh. He's not only is it feel fresh, but like the psychiatric stuff, the hospital stuff, doesn't feel overly hokey. In this movie, as much as I enjoy it, because I do, I legitimately do enjoy this movie. I I can't be objective about Halloween Four because there's a lot about it I do enjoy, and no matter how some of it doesn't actually work. But in this movie, like it opens with them going to retrieve Michael. Again. And they essentially enter a facility that is like hell. Right. They they descend down. They descend down into the He's bowels. In like the basement. And he, it's like, it's like, hey, you share a room with the boiler, like, and it's wild. What's interesting though, like I I kept thinking about he's not bedridden, right? So like he gets up and goes to the bathroom and like he moves. no no he is bedridden, but like, he doesn't have a catheter. Also, but like they, but like they, they very don't talk about that again. This movie is not very consistent with a lot of stuff. <laughs> like when Michael's like zonked out, and then someone's like, "Oh, he's got a niece that could be his legal guardian, but she's only seven what? And then he's like, awake. his hand tenses up, like, "Oh, I'm away, murder time." And then he jams his thumb to the dude's forehead, oh. which is fucking gnarly and so impossible. I would just break a nail. Impossible. I would just break a nail. Um, that's the hardest part of the head. I would maybe, I would, I would, I would go maybe a temple. Not, not through the middle of the fucking forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's Michael Myers. He's like supernatural. And, um, but in, the, in this movie, they don't even call him the shape. He's not credited. He's credited as Michael Myers. <clears throat> this movie goes, it humanizes him in a lot of ways. Um, it, it continues the humanization that two had, which to me makes him less scary. But when he gets ejected from the ambulance or whatever, when they find the bloody ambulance and everyone but Loomis is like, he's dead. He just got thrown from the crash. He's like, nope. And Loomis is like, no. (laughs) That's the voice Josh uses. And uh, the other doctor's like, He's not the crazy one here. He's bro. not moved. Like he's not gotten up and walked around in like a decade. His muscles would be like jelly. But and then, they're not surprised. And they're again, not. they hand wave that away with the thing they hand wave everything about Michael away is. Loomis just goes, he's evil. This is not a man. And, <laughs> and then you're it's like, true. okay. <laughs> and we believe you. Like, and then he just isn't. Ha- well, no, they have the showdown in that. Where he kills the dude in the garage and takes his clothes. Oh right, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got a bandaged face, and then then before he gets the mask and then they from the from the pharmacy, and then it's kind of like a you know we get Jamie, which is funny that they named her Jamie. I thought that was funny as well. Uh, I think her name in the original script is Brittany, and then they were like, "Well, let's just call her Jamie because it's like a tip of the hat." Yeah, okay. um, it's nice. And then Loomis shows up. Meets the, the new sheriff. And Who does not give a fuck. They fought, like, surprisingly quick. Oh, Almost right. like they wanted to contain this movie to one location as much as possible. <laughs> they, they find Rachel and Jamie, and then Jamie, they take them to the sheriff's house because he has murdered everyone at the sheriff's station. Right. And... Bunch of cops are gone. Yeah. Killed them all, and then we did not mention... That Rachel's kind of boyfriend Brady, oh yeah, fuck is that dude, 
Fucking the sheriff's daughter. Yeah, cheating on his because she couldn't come out. And that's like, it's whatever. You could have, like, told me. Um, <laughs> what an asshole. And Kathleen Kinmont in the most amazing shirt ever. Cops do it by the book. Yeah, fucking her boyfriend um, in that shirt. And or then not her boyfriend. Everyone holds up in the sheriff's house because he's, like, basically, like, one of those, you know, I've got steel doors and no one's getting in here. Except Surprise. Michael gets in and then easily. they can't get out. Yep. Um, Which is how it always happens. And then, yeah, um, we're kind of flying through this because this, there's not a lot of meat on the bones. There really movie. isn't. Uh, the coolest death, though, is... The when first Michael, guy with the thumb kids. through the head? No, 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 no. The best, the best kill in this movie for me, at least, mm-hmm. is Michael has killed the sheriff's deputy that's downstairs, supposed to be watching the door, and Kathleen Kinmont is making coffee for everyone. Sanka. Yeah, she makes shitty instant coffee, which is, shitty. you know, I mean, no disrespect to Kathleen Kinmont. I'm sure she's a wonderful person, but in an emergency situation, if you don't just make a pot of coffee, like. Yeah. Come this, on, man. There, whenever, if there's ever been a time for some coffee, it's now. Just turn the pot on. Like, yeah. if nothing else, I'm not asking to make me, like, a fucking... Just put it, put it with a drip on. Like, just turn the fucking coffee pot on. <clears throat> um, But, like, she comes out and she's like, you know, oh, like, what's going on? And then she sets the coffee and candle down because the power's out. Because... Because, of course. Michael threw Bucky, the electrician dude, into the <laughs> right. power line Bucky. and fucking killed him, which was... Hilarious. One of my favorite characters in the movie. <laughs> I forgot about that. Hey, what are you doing, buddy? Like, Bucky, got your hard hat says your name, bro. Yeah. Um, and then she sees that the sheriff's deputy is, like, dead and twisted up like a pretzel. Blech. And then Michael stands up from where the deputy was supposed to be sitting. And then he has the shotgun and then just spears her through the wall yep. with it. He doesn't and, shoot her. And he that is my favorite kill in this movie because it is so violent. And you're like, oh, Michael's got a gun. And then he just pins her to the wall. It's the last thing it. you expect. I'll give you that. Yep. And then the last it, thing. That, then he kills Brady, mm-hmm. um, which you enjoyed because mm-hmm. you, you did not care for Brady. Fuck Brady. <laughs> like, I, I had to fuck this other girl because, you know, you canceled on me last minute. But here's where Brady does his dude. job because mm-hmm. Brady makes you instantly root for Rachel. True. Oh, yeah. Good point. He exists. That's his job. To be a douche, to make you instantly be like, okay, I'm on Rachel's side. Like from the jump. And, yeah. And it works. And and you are. Yeah. Because um, fuck that dude. So he kills them and then he chases Rachel and little Jamie onto the roof. Yes. And then she Facts. lowers Jamie down and then falls off the roof. And then it ends up in like a car chase. And what is it? It ends with Michael kills everyone in the truck because he's gotten onto the bottom of the truck. Right. Like uh, Cape Fear. Cape Fear style. <laughs> yep. Cape Fear style. Like, I only know that like from The Simpsons. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I only know that from The Simpsons. And then... Uh, Rachel does the sensible thing and hits the brakes, throws him off, runs him over. You can't kill him. You can't kill him. Um, <clears throat> she tries. The All the hillbillies show up and the police, and then they gun Michael down. He falls into a well. Correct. Or a mine shaft. Cold slurry. Whatever. He um, is gone. And then that's the whole Jamie, like you said, wearing the clown suit, stabbing the adoptive mom and... We come full circle. Oh my God, Jamie's the new Michael. Don't worry. (laughs) uh, 
Um, so yes. Um, okay. Halloween four. There's. I'm gonna break this down into what I consider to be the good and the bad. All right. The good. I like Daniel Harris in this movie. Daniel Harris is the little girl. Yeah. Okay. I like her. I think the only line in the movie, and and usually for me, most child actors are, I find kind of annoying. Yeah. And the only you line you're not a fan. The only line she has in this movie that I find annoying, and I don't know why they... Ch- and it's not her fault. It's just dumb fucking dialogue. Um, when Rachel falls off the roof and she runs over, she doesn't go, Rachel, Rachel, oh my God, are you okay? Okay. She goes, come alive, Rachel. Oh, come that's alive. right. And I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> come alive, Rachel. Come, come alive. alive. It's like, that's not that, what, that's not what a normal word, human would say. Those aren't words people say, honey. It's the same when we were talking about season three of Twin Peaks, where it's like, name a, a human child's name, Sunny Jim. Sunny Jim. No. What? <laughs> Not you a normal child's name. That is not a normal human child's name. Um, <laughs> but sorry. he sure does love him. But like, I like, I love Jamie. I love Jamie's character in this. I really, I, I think Rachel is the best character in this movie. Yes, personally, I love Rachel. Um, Loomis is totally batshit crazy in this. Um, I enjoy him. I think <laughs> his scar is batshit crazy. I, I, yes. Inconsistencies aside, I think. This movie does not work at all if Loomis isn't in it. It was now. Was this a successful movie? Yes. Okay. A hundred percent. This was a, like it was such a successful movie that within a year we had a new one. Oh. <laughs> like they were like do five now. Um, so it's a whole thing. So five. Like, we're getting ready to watch. Yeah. Listeners, you will have already There's heard. A- a lot of good stuff in four. I love the credits. I love a lot of the. I mean, I like the twist. Some of it feels rushed. The bad. The script is actually rushed. Like the guy who wrote it um, was McElroy. I don't. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I remember that from the beginning. So he was Alan B. McElroy. Wrote this movie in eleven days. <laughs> On to, a lot of speed to beat the nineteen eighty-eight uh, writer strike. <laughs> Oh. Because they were like, you have to have this done within 11 days. Before the strike. And he was like, on it. <laughs> so like, let's go. Once that. These were wild. Once he no. handed. Like, 90s, I guess. Once 11 days were passed. What was 88? Once 11 yeah, days were 80s. passed. And that writer strike hit. You couldn't fuck with that script anymore. Yep. So I think that might explain lines like, come alive, Rachel. <laughs> um, I don't know why the director wouldn't go. That's dumb. Change it. Just say this instead because he can do that. Um, So yeah, also bad. Uh, The fucking mask. Why did? Why is it a blonde, spiky haired at one Um, point? That doesn't. I think like how are you a major motion picture with that big a fuck up in it? How? How? I'll be honest with you. This movie was like so rushed and low budget in comparison to the other ones that I really do believe that. It was a situation where there was probably like a mask fuck up. Yeah. Like a mask broke or there was something wrong with it or they didn't have it. And they were like, it's just one shot. What mask do we have? And someone's like, well, we've got one of the unpainted ones. You think that's what that was? And I think that's what it was. They were literally like, it'll only be in the movie for a second. A super and fan. Is a super fan that we probably know will let us know the answer to this. <laughs> fucking jarring when it appears. Um, so like, yeah... I mean, all in all, I think this movie is more good than bad, but this is the first movie that you feel is just where I'm like off, off of center. I feel like center. this movie was just made to make money. 
Yeah, it's a cash um, grab. And I think that, like, don't get me wrong, 2 100% was made to make money. But I think that there was still care put into it because, like, Carpenter and Hill and them were like, well, we don't want to make a bad one. Right, we don't want our name attached to something shitty. Like, we don't want to just intentionally be like, here's, here's a Halloween movie. And right. I think this movie is better than it should have been, probably with the script that was turned. I mean, I'm just talking out my ass because I've not read the script, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how much of this movie is actually really good, and how much is bad, and how much is just me having seen this movie so much when I was a kid. That it's just a part of that I can't parse out even the bad stuff as being bad. It's just it, it's all part of the so, whole. Um, I understand. I, I mean, it. Yeah. I have movies that I'm like that with. I don't know. The, the movie, like I said, the movie did what it was supposed to do. It scared me. It gave me jump scares. It made me have to lock doors, which is, you know, the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. So um, it was it was a success in that way. I think. If we're I, judging by, is it killing the girlfriend? Did it make you jump? Yes, it did. It sure did. A couple times, surprisingly. What do you mean uh, surprisingly? Well, like, the... Have we met? <laughs> the Like, the one jump scare... He grabs Loomis and throws him through the window. It like scares you for a second. And you're like, "What the fuck's with that mask?" Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? It took me right, right out. Um, and I'm not. And I'm not a big. You know yes. what I mean? Like, if I could pick up on that, then literally everyone did. So I we, am every man. We didn't talk about this with two, and I'm going to mention it really fast now. Um, the reason that we did three in a separate series it has nothing to do with is um, if you had never seen a Halloween movie before. Essentially, when Carpenter did the original Halloween, he wanted to do a follow-up and and do like a different Halloween movie every year that was a different story that wasn't Michael. Oh, yeah. We talk about this when we do one, but we're not doing one until the end of the whole series. He had to do a Michael sequel to to tie up all the Michael stuff, which is why he very definitively killed Michael in the end of two. Spoiler alert. Michael's not dead. Obviously. Obviously, we just watched. Um... (laughs) So three is a movie about like a pagan, uh, a pagan Irish warlock who uses pieces. I can't. When you say it out loud, it just sounds fucking insane. It uses pieces of Stonehenge uh, to put inside microchips in Halloween masks to do digital witchery now to make. To kill all of the kids who wear the masks when they watch the big giveaway during Halloween. And it was a massive flop because everyone was like, where the fuck is Michael Now Myers? listen, I figured it out. You don't have to make her Jamie Lee Curtis. You don't have to make her Lori's daughter. That was dumb and I didn't like it. You can tie all of it together by having her buy that costume and just noticing that the inside tag is that company. Right. And then it doesn't matter who she is. There was something about that costume. Michael Myers wore it, became a killer. This little girl wears it. Michael Myers is now like after her, she becomes the killer. Uh, yeah. And no, all of a sudden, everything is tied together. That's an interestingly and you don't, different take. And you don't have to do this reach of Lori. And then I assume at some point we reset because Lori is alive. I know that from living in this world. Oh, wait till we get to H2O. But do you know what I mean? Like, you won't have to. There, There isn't such disbelief there because she could, She just went, like, she's never brought up again. Well, it's all about the suit. Here's the thing with the Halloween movies the Halloween movies are famous for, like, Not well, we've through. taken you down the road a little bit with this storyline. Oh, oh, shit. So and so wants to do something. 
Well, let's go back. All right, so this is a direct sequel to two, or this is a direct sequel to the first one, or these are just total remakes that are in their own universe. Like, the Halloween franchise why, is so yeah. fucking convoluted. Um, so convoluted, as opposed to, like, almost any other franchise, which is pretty straightforward. Like, there's really not a lot of branching timelines on the Friday frame. Even though Friday doesn't make sense, you don't have to go, okay, which universe am I in when you watch it, right? Yeah. Um, so, but the original sequel idea Carpenter had for this movie, he basically worked with Deborah Hill and um, the, the novelist Dennis Etchison. And the idea they came up with was this would have been 10 years, like which is what they did after the original Halloween. Right. Um, the main characters would have been Lindsay and Tommy from the first Halloween. Okay. That's actually supposed to be Lindsay Wallace oh. in the car that's driving them to the drugstore. Okay. In the actual Halloween 4. They ended up just dropping that because they were like that's extra people that's extra time that's extra story like let's just keep it as simple as possible gotcha um so it's not Lindsay. we don't have to worry about it like but carpenter and etchinson and hill came up the idea i think it was mostly etchinson and carpenter but or mostly etchinson but it was 10 years after and haddonfield like banned halloween completely (laughs) so we're going with a footloose concept kind of and then there's a preacher who bans, bans and dancing young, and Halloween. And then Kevin Bacon has to come and in and be young like, Kevin Bacon. you need to let these kids have Halloween. Um, no. Spooky, scary skeletons. So you're not allowed to have Halloween at all. And then there's starting to be like a, a pushback from kids because they're like, it's 10 years later. Like, we want to wear we costumes. We want our free candy. We want to have candy. We want to like party with our friends. We want to go watch scary movies at the drive-in. Like... We want to do a thing, stop us. right? And then, like, the kids push back, and then I guess the town relents a little bit, and when they allow Halloween to happen, everything happens. Essentially, comes back. Michael erupts from, like, a pumpkin patch. What? Is he the great pumpkin? Because he's essentially just, like, he's a the great fucking, pumpkin. like, he's full supernatural in this movie. Okay. And then he just starts murdering people because they dare to do Halloween again. Um, and that was the setup for that car. And then when the rights got sold from Universal over to, I forget who did this one, um, they, they just dropped it. They're like, now we're good. And Carpenter and Hill were like, yeah, we're, we're out. Like, just just pay us residuals on whatever you do. Yeah, we write us a check. Care. That's all we care about. <laughs> like, Carpenter That's where was, we are right now. Hill was off doing her thing, producing doing films. Carpenter's thing. like doing They Live. He's like, I'm yeah. fucking over Halloween. Like, you do whatever you want to do. Um, so that's how that went. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this fucking movie. Uh, a little bit of trivia for you. Hit me up. Where we got? So this movie did, they did film a scene to bridge the story between Halloween 2 and this. So they filmed a, a flashback that went back to finale of part two. So it would have opened originally. I don't know why they dropped it. I kind of wish they had kept it. I like it. my idea. I'm, um, I'm sticking to this. It opened, it would have opened with uh, Loomis being looked over by the paramedics and they're back they're pack like bandaging him up and everything and he sees the burning body of michael myers <laughs> he starts yelling let him burn uh and then they put michael myers out despite like him screaming for them to just let him burn and then that explains how michael also survived but again like i don't want like i michael is scariest when you don't explain anything right when like, it's just a silent killer when it's just like, 
Ra- picking random people. Right, yeah. Like, why does he do it? I don't know. It's fucking scarier than, like, oh, it's his sister. Like, well, I'm not fucking Michael Myers' sister. Why would he come after me? Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, he did... Whatever. All right. Um, when Jamie, uh, when Daniel Harris was playing, you know, she was doing all that Michael stuff and whatnot. Um, George P. Wilbur, who was Michael, would often in between takes lift the mask up and like wink at her or make faces to so remind she, her like, it is all it's just me. Like, I get it. You're 11. But just a reminder, like, it's just me. It's important to do that. Like, yeah. fun fact, nothing's going to happen to you. That's bad. Um, and I thought that was really sweet. Um, yeah. She did say, Daniel Harris said during an interview that when she was running through the neighborhood, like screaming mm-hmm. and banging and telling people to call the cops, like someone did. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> the like, cops came and then they had to like essentially like talk them down from taking her off of the set. Because they thought, she, oh, she's that good of an actress. They thought she was like in danger. Honey, you've got it. You've yeah. got the screen. Which is wild. Um so 1988 we did mention this at the front is the first year in which all three of the big horror franchises so halloween friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street all had new movies that year right so we had halloween for um friday seven um and nightmare on elm street four which is interesting because we're on friday or halloween four the first halloween 78 we're on nightmare four the first Nightmare is 84. 84. Yeah. So it's just like, You mentioned boom, that at boom, the front. Boom, it was like, boom. oh my gosh. Like we're just churning these when fuckers you, out, right? Yeah. In hindsight, you're like, whoa, okay. They're not really thinking things out. But uh, I mean, yeah. it's all right. Uh, it gave us what we've got today. I do enjoy the fact that Carpenter was going to produce, Carpenter and Hill were going to produce Halloween 4 originally with that script we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And the director he wanted to do the movie was Joe Dante. Aw, little which Joe Dante. I fucking love Joe Dante. He's like one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. So um, this movie originally was very much like the first Halloween and the fact that it was not very bloody. And then once uh, they filmed it and then I was gonna screened say, yeah, it, it was. the studio, um, the filmmakers, not the filmmakers, but like the, the studio was like, um, we need to bloody this shit up. So they brought in John Carl Beekler, who is an effects guy, for an, an extra day of, quote, blood filming. Oh. Uh, so he's the one that did the forehead through the head, or the f- thumb through the head. He's the one that did, like, the redneck's head getting twisted. Okay. He did, like, all the extra gore effects. Like, anything that was, like, an insert shot of just, like, blood and, and what. That, he did that in a day. And then they just slipped it into the movie to make just this movie, like, bloody. Day um, however, this movie... <laughs> This movie was made on a $5 million budget, and it made $17.8 million. Oh, wow. So Halloween 5 was inevitable. All right. And guess what we'll be doing next week, y'all. Is it Halloween 5? Halloween 5. That's right. All right. The Revenge of Michael Myers. Well, until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. (laughs) Have a good one, guys.